I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. Okay, we have some bad news for America. What's that, Lynette? Apparently Obamacare's premiums are going up by 25% next year. Well, this is not all of the premiums. This is the average benchmark premium, which is right. to say the second cheapest silver plan in each state. And the silver plan pricing is important because about two-thirds of all plans that get sold through the exchanges in Obamacare are these silver plans. Most of the rest of the people buy the cheaper bronze plans. It's a fairly small number of people who buy the gold and platinum plans because they're very expensive. You mostly want those if you're going to really use a lot of health care. Right. And most people who can afford those already get health insurance from their employers. And that's an important point, that there are all these headlines about these premiums, and and it's important. About 13 million people or so get their health insurance through this market, but there are 330 million people in the U.S. It's really a pretty small slice of the insurance market. And Yuval Levin, who's a conservative health policy expert, wrote an interesting thing in, in National Review in October saying basically that this part of the law that everybody is freaking out about and the the healthcare exchanges where people buy private insurance under the law this has been less important than either supporters or opponents of the healthcare law thought it would be uh, democrats thought this would be lead a real revolution in the way health insurance is sold that it might actually cause some employers to move away from providing health insurance and all the republicans thought this would make us want to impeach obama well, although the Republicans thought that this would drive huge cost increases throughout the whole medical system and drive up demand in a way that would put huge upward cost pressure on things. In fact, we've had a few years of relatively modest healthcare cost increase growth, and except for these plans in the exchanges themselves, fairly modest growth in healthcare premiums. As I described, the you know that the benchmark plan they set subsidies for the plans based on that. So if you were if if you qualify for a subsidy, which right. means that you make less than four hundred percent of what the poverty line is, then the subsidy is just going to go up to cover the. Pre- premium increase. Right, and you could always get a bronze plan. And so people who are fairly wealthy, who make more than four times the poverty line, those people will pay substantially more for these plans. But a majority of the people who are in these plans make less than that. They receive a subsidy, and therefore those people should not actually see a significant cost increase. But But regardless of these details, enter Republican hand-wringing, and I told you so's, and... Hand-wringing? They're happy. It's Democrats who are wringing their hands. Oh, yeah, that's a... Sorry, I was raised by immigrants. Um, They're doing a victory lap. They're doing that mighty mouse arm thing, you know, where you hold your hands together and you shake your arm on one side and then the other side. They're doing that. And like Mike Pence actually smiling and giving high fives. And Paul Ryan has stopped crying for the first time in like probably 40 days. I wouldn't assume that he stopped crying. Well, like probably not sobbing, maybe just silent tears. When Paul Ryan cries and his eyes turn red, it really brings out the beautiful blue irises that he has. You are so gay. One thing that I find interesting about this premium increase is that actually it brings the premiums for next year into line with where the Congressional Budget Office thought they would be when the law was enacted in the first place. So what happened is the insurers fucked up the last few years. They priced the plans. You don't say. They they priced the plans too low such that they lost a lot of money on them. Well, what's interesting to me is that these insurers priced the plans so low in the first place and then started abandoning Obamacare. Um, United Health started pulling out of some markets and changing its plans around. Yo, this is supposed to be your cup of tea, guys. What happened? Well, I think in fairness to them, it was a totally new market. So they knew that a lot of new people would be coming in and buying health plans. They didn't know how old they would be, how healthy they would be. So it was a hard thing to get the pricing right. And that's another thing with this is just the wild cards of the industry. You know, Kaiser Health did a study showing that deductibles are going up partly because of high drug prices here in the United States. Healthcare costs in general are below 
ballooning. This has become a very hot issue for Washington. And if you believe Kaiser study, this could be part of the reason why Obamacare has become so onerous for insurers, too, because you have millions and millions of people that were never insured before. Well, then the flip side of that is you have people who weren't insured before who get in these plans. And again, a silver plan pays 70 percent of your expected medical expenses. But that's the ex- the expected number is a probability thing, right? You might get hit by a bus and need a bunch of expensive surgeries and the plan will pay out a lot. You might have a normal healthy year and the plan will pay very little. In fact, the plan probably has a significant deductible, which means that after you get this health insurance plan that you're paying several hundred dollars a month for, then you go to the doctor and you go to check out at the doctor and you pay full price for the visit because you have a deductible of $1,500 or $2,000 or whatever. And a lot of these people who got these health plans were like, well, what was I paying for? And the answer is they were paying to be covered in case they got hit by a bus which is valuable, but in most years, most people don't get hit by a bus. The value proposition from health insurance is unsatisfying for a lot of people, even when the product is doing what it's supposed to do, because they are experiencing a normal healthy year, and they're saying, I paid a bunch of money for something that didn't give me anything back. Now, people don't think about their homeowner's insurance that way. They don't go to State Farm, buy a homeowner's insurance policy, and then get pissed off because their home was not damaged in a hurricane this year, and so what was I paying for the homeowner's insurance for in the first place? But I think it is a way people think about health insurance. So what are we going to do about this, Josh, you and me? Well, I think like so many things in politics, in part, the answer will be that not that much will get done. Oh, that was the answer I was going to give. And the people who make under 400% of the poverty level, they'll just keep buying these plans if they find them to be worthwhile at the price after the subsidy. And the cost of the rapidly rising premiums will just get passed back onto the government. Oh, good. We can get our kids to pay for it. Right. Exactly. Now, if Democrats sweep in both houses of Congress, which isn't looking likely but is possible, then there'll probably be some fix that's passed to the law. What you want to do is they probably jack up some of those subsidies so that it's affordable to more people. From an ideal policy perspective, you'd also raise that penalty on people who don't buy health insurance because that would push more of the young and healthy people into the market. Ugh, but the Republicans would lose their goddamn minds over that one. Well, it's also very unpopular with the public as a whole. People like being given things. They don't like being penalized for things they don't do. Now, the other thing that can be done about it, and this is what Yuval Levin and other conservative health wonks say to do, is that they say the Obamacare plans are too comprehensive and they're so expensive because they have to cover so much. And if you offered people plans that were simpler and more stripped down and basically just covered catastrophic health events, then the prices would be lower and people would be more inclined to buy them. I'm not sure I believe that because we talked about how people feel like they don't get anything out of these plans they have unless they get hit by a bus. If you move in a more uh, catastrophic direction, you only reinforce that. There would be even fewer situations where you take your Obamacare plan, go to the doctor, and the plan actually pays for something. And then I would stop going to therapy. Don't your mental issues qualify as catastrophic? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're a dick. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 